0: From married at 18 to successful entrepreneur, who like all of us suffers from imposter syndrome from time to time, Jeanette Tapley is here to tell us about her atypical journey to the second phase. Jeanette is wife to Jesse and mom to Zeke, Titus, and Zoe. She loves talking to friends and laughing loudly, advocating for adoption, and a nice cup of coffee. Jeanette is the host of The It's Time for Coffee podcast, where she interviews friends new and old in hopes of connecting others and meeting her friends right where they are. Jeanette also owns a podcast producing company where she helps clients, including me, launch their podcast into the world. Her passion lies in other women finding themselves in a less lonely state, knowing they have friends and others around them in the same stages of life. At 33 years old, she is coming into the understanding that God made her just the way she is. If he wanted her any differently, then he would have made her that way. Jeanette longs to be a friend to all and enjoys bringing others together. This young lady has had quite the life journey, and I'm so excited to share her her story with you, but her personality and her willingness to... Follow her heart and follow God's lead without any questions as to whether or not she's on the right path. So, join me today and enjoy my conversation with Jeanette. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you're here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Hey, Jeanette. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast.
1: Hey, Robin. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm thrilled to have you. And we have a little bit of history because you were actually very integral in me launching my podcast. So I have you to thank for this endeavor that I am absolutely loving and enjoying very much. So thank you for
1: that. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of this with you and just I have learned so much in being in this with you that um there's stuff that I've just taken away and have learned so much.
0: Oh good. Well that's always great when we can reciprocate our knowledge, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's dive in. I would love for you to tell the audience, the listeners, a little bit about you.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Jeanette Capley and I'm married to my husband, Jesse. We've been married for 15 years and then we have um three kids we have Ezekiel Titus and Zoe um and Zoe is our daughter uh she's the only girl in the crew and she was adopted from Africa and she's deaf so we are an ASL using family so we not only do we look a little different uh, but we look really different when we start signing in a crowd and people are always you know people always look at us and um it's just a lot of fun that we have a, a very sarcastic driven family we're very um, I think we're really funny. <laughs> I think you have to know us to know that. Uh, and yeah, we're just, um, I, Jesse and I always joke that we're just a bunch of kids raising kids because we, uh, I know we're going to get into it, we're, we're pretty young for having a 13-year-old. And so we look around and we're just kind of like, okay, well, we were at his stage like just a couple months ago, so we're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, sure, you can you can grow up together. That's right. So I'm also the podcast host of a podcast called "It's Time for Coffee" and the owner of um, "It's Time for Coffee Productions," where I get to, like you said, help people start their podcasts. I edit and produce and just make this really cool living working with people that I like genuinely see as friends now.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Not very many people can say that. So it's really, it's a huge blessing when you can say that your clients have become your friends.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, it's always a weird situation when, when we're like working together and everything's great, but I'm like, but I don't feel like we're friends. Like what's going on? So uh, it doesn't happen very often, but there are those clients who I, who are a little bit probably more professional than I am. Cause I'm like, how are you? How's your heart? What's going on in your family? And they're like, uh, just produce the
0: podcast. <laughs> like, okay, bye. That's kind of a joke at my studio because people come in and you know, everybody is always nervous when they come into the studio because getting in front of the camera is so intimidating. But yeah. at the end, we're friends. And, Absolutely. you know, it's like my my friend list keeps growing and growing and growing. And am I seeing these people on a regular basis or touching bases with them on a regular basis? No. But it's like we've made this connection. And I think that's such a, a asset to being an entrepreneur or having your own business when you can really just bond with people on a different level.
1: Yeah, it's one of my very favorite things. And I started my podcast out of a desire to help people connect. And it's just a it's just a really cool thing that I get to do that as I continue to pursue this career.
0: That's great. I love it. And you are helping people because I know I've learned a lot from you and you make my production end of things so much easier for me because I can say, okay, episode seven is in Dropbox and you take it, you run with it, you make it sound great. And then that's it. I don't have to worry. So it's wonderful to have you in my back pocket and my corner to to help me get through all of those things.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's a blast working with you. It's it, you're, in, And I said, I learned so much, like, um, we just released, by the time this airs, it'll be a while, but we just released, like, what was it, the three C's of branding, and it was, like I, like, I learned so much, and I, like, took, I took a lot of what you said into my next photo shoot with my photographer, thinking about the way I wanted to be portrayed, and it just, like, you're doing a great job, so I'm happy to be, a, be doing this with you.
0: Oh, thank you. That makes me feel good. Those five C's are super important. And there are things that I think a lot of people just don't think about or they take things for granted, but they don't realize how much emphasis we need to have on certain aspects. So For the listeners, if you, I believe it was episode nine with the five C's of personal branding and, um, they really are beneficial and have helped a lot of people. So if you're curious about what goes into building a personal brand, be sure and listen to that episode. Um, okay, Jeanette, I would love to dive into your phase one and, I am quite a bit older than you. I'm not going to tell you how much, but (laughs) we have children about the same age and I'm not a baby raising my almost 13 year old. (laughs) So at at back to school night, we would be the two people on the opposite side of the room and you'd be saying, oh my gosh, that's a really old mom. And I'd be looking at you going, oh my gosh, that's a baby raising that baby.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. One of, just a real quick story. One of our son's best friends his mom his grandma and I became really good friends and uh we were on a field trip together one day and he lives with he lives with them full time and she's like hey Jeanette how old are you and I was like I'm 30 like 32 or whatever and she's like and she's like oh okay and I was like yeah she's like my son I my oldest son is your age like you guys are the same age She's like, I thought we could be friends. I'm like, I think that we are friends and I'm perfectly fine with this age gap. So if that makes me laugh that we would be, we'd still be friends, even if our kids. kids. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my first phase was like right out of high school, um, which sounds like a baby. And now that my son is getting closer and closer into this age, I'm totally freaking out. Um, so my husband and I met when I was a junior in high school and he was just the cutest like I still I still think he's super dreamy but at that point too he was so cute and um we started dating kind of immediately there's like another boyfriend and girlfriend kind of in the mix and just kind of we became really fast friends and he proposed to me my junior my senior year of high school at my homecoming so we went to the homecoming dance together we left because he was like I don't want to be at a high school dance. I've been out of high school for two years. So, so he's a little bit older than me. So we left the dance and then he proposed and my parents were totally okay with it. <laughs> Which sounds, like I said, as my son is getting into the stage, I'm like, oh my gosh, no. But we're from Alaska. We're from a really small town in Alaska and that's kind of the cultural norm there. A lot of our friends got married young, just like us. And so we waited about a year, just over a year, and got married, so I was 18 and a half exactly. <laughs> got married, and uh, my high school counselors wouldn't talk to me. They would not like give me any guidance in my future. They were just kind of like, "You're getting married, whatever." Uh, which now I'm like super. Now I'm like super frustrated with them. At the time, I was like, "Oh, whatever. I'm not going to go to college. I'll figure it out." Like, whatever. We'll see. And so um it was just a really crazy. Like, I kind of like laugh about it because that's really all I can do. At 18 and a half years old, I moved from my bedroom at my parents' house to an apartment with my husband. And there was no in between. There was no, there was no in between. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people talk to us about it. A lot of people are like, you know, this is a really different stage of life. You're skipping this like really transformative part And we just kind of, one, we brushed them off because obviously we knew better.
0: Of course, (laughs) at 18, you know
1: everything. We were so smart. And so we just were kind of like, you know what? We know that we're going to get married. Why wait? And to be totally honest, I was a virgin and I was saving myself for marriage. So the sooner I got married, the sooner I could have sex. (laughs) (laughs) if my mom listens she's gonna be like oh my gosh Jeanette um but it's true like in all reality like i knew that this was the guy that i wanted to spend my life with i don't want to say man because we were children uh so i knew that he was the one i wanted and and why wait four years for college or, and everything and we just jumped right into it and it was um our biggest goal going into marriage so young and everybody told us from 18 to 25, you change so much, and we were kind of like, "We'll change together." <laughs> Very, like I said, we thought we were so smart, um, and obviously we're still together, so it has worked, but it has been so much work, and we have put in so much time making sure that we grow up together. That was our biggest goal. Was okay if we're gonna if we're gonna grow old together, that means we have to grow up together. And so there was just a lot of um, really intentional time of saying like, okay, so we need to make sure we have similar hobbies. Like we've always worked out together. We have always um, pursued similar stuff. Like he, he's he been a great role model for me in the sense of like, he loved snow and he loved motorcycling, but the older, the, he recognized the time away from family, the time, like it's because it's a solo sport. <laughs> No machining like <laughs> he had a snow machine I didn't and it just took him away and motorcycle was the same thing especially when we had little kids it was um time spent away from the family and that was something he just didn't want to invest that much time in which was always such a good example for me because if he was willing to sacrifice something that was a solo thing I needed to be doing the same thing but we're also very good at engaging with our people and engage in like you know, we take turns with kids really, really well. So not only did we get married super young, but we had a baby two years later. Like, we had Ezekiel right after. <laughs> two years is not enough time alone. Um, so we got married, had a baby, and then two years later, had another baby. And we just, like, we were, we've always been the youngest ones in our friend group with the oldest kids. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of our first phase. What, like, what else should I add in there? Robin, tell me.
0: No, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by it because by the time you were married and had two kids, I, I, at that same age, I wasn't even finished school.
1: Yeah. So, you know,
0: uh, I had Titus. I was just finishing with my doctorate in pharmacy. So, you know, I was on, it's, it's amazing to me, the different trajectories that people take and how life, if you work at it. And I think that's the key is that you have worked very hard and you were very smart. You were naive to go in so young, but you were also very smart because you can't expect everything to work out just fine just because you think it's going to you actually have to put in the work and it's the same concept with business you can't go into an entrepreneurship and jump into the second phase of your career or start something new and expect it to just take off because you hired a coach or you did this or you did that you have to put in that grind and the grit and the work to make it successful and i think with marriage even i got married much later than you did and it's a lot of work. Like it's one of the hardest jobs that you can, can do if you're going to do it successfully, because you have to put in the time, the energy, the effort, the emotional, you know, it's a huge emotional commitment. So I think it's fantastic that you did this. And I, the one thing I want to talk about too, is that like, if we have, I don't know how many young people we have listening, but we have a lot of people, you know, my age who have kids in their, you know, that are in their teens or their twenties. And you had that commitment to yourself that you were gonna be a virgin when you got married, you were saving yourself from a moral perspective. And from what I've learned about you, your father was a minister. So that probably played a part in that. But um, we live in a culture where, you know, everybody's entitled to that immediate gratification, immediate satisfaction, and people aren't willing to wait for that next big thing and so i i think it's i would love to have you comment on from a now parent perspective first of all would you would you encourage your kids to do the same thing you did or would you say no 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 you have to go to school you have to wait you have to mature a little bit first and then secondly what message can you relate to like our children to say don't rush into this you know the these relationships are in a lot of cases in college, especially a dime, a dozen, like what, how do you motivate people or what do you tell them to inspire them to wait?
1: Yeah. It's so hard because we are such an instant gratification. If my Amazon package, is it to my house by noon the next day? I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is even happening? (laughs) Um, So I definitely see that. And what's funny is we watch a lot of Latini shows like the Disney plus shows with our kids. And um, there's one, it's the high school musical show. And she's like, I'm in love and all this stuff. And I was like, I paused it. I'm like, listen, up guys, this is not always reality. Like this, like love is such an important word that you can't just be throwing out until like I, and they're like, well, you and dad, I'm like, listen, I know that your dad and I got married really young. Like, trust me, I know. But you, I don't, I, we've encouraged them and it's, and it's, we're talking like, we're like hypocrites. And so, cause I'm like, it's not always gonna happen. But I also tell them like, I don't really want you guys having relationships in high school because I don't think you're emotionally ready. Um, so we encourage our kids, and like I said, we're not quite there yet. Girls are still kind of like gross, but also like they're cute. So we're kind of in that like we're we're headed there, but we're not there yet. And I said I would encourage you guys to date, learn how to date in high school. You're not gonna date before high school, but like. Take a girl on a date. Ask her dad if you can take her out. And and same, I'm same with like when we have when our daughter is at that stage, she's like, I can have a boyfriend in high school. It's fine. I'm like no, no, no. <laughs> You're the one I worry about the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we tell them like learn how to date, learn how to, learn how to treat a girl sweetly, learn how to chase after her, but like let's not have like titles or you know, the determine the relationship discussions. Like let's not worry about that stuff. Let's just like learn how to be a good person.
0: It's also important for them to learn how they want to be treated.
1: Yes. Yes. And it just it's learning how to talk to a parent. Like saying like, hey Matt, please take your daughter out on a date. Um learn how to respect timelines and boundaries and all of that stuff. And and would I love for them to only be on group dates? Yes. But I understand that that's not reasonable. (laughs) So I came from a very, very, um, like you said, my dad was a uh, minister. He's a Baptist pastor. So we came from like the I kiss dating goodbye era, like the very strict, like don't date at all. Only date if you plan on seeing yourself marrying that person. So there was some of that that definitely led to my decision making to get married so young. And there's been a lot of that I've had to like shake off and figure out as an adult. On especially like how I'm going to raise teens like into in this era because one it's so different from like that the purity era of like I kiss dating goodbye and don't date until you're unless you're going to marry that person don't kiss until your first kiss at the altar like all of that is where I was raised and now I'm raising teens with social media and it's very different <laughs> very different and so so just trying to find that balance of like hey your your body really is God. Like that's what we feel like. Your body is the Lord. You like don't awaken. The Bible says like don't awaken these desires until it's time. And so it's like we're we're teaching them now that, that they have control over their bodies, but we want them to honor the Lord with them. So it's just a like very confusing time in our household. I think so. Yeah. Like oh boy. I don't like it. And so we're just like learning, we're learning, like I said, we had, uh, we had a conversation with our 13 our year old the other day and he's texting a girl and I like, and they're very open with their phones. Like we're like very, it's a very, like we set some really cool boundaries already. And I was like, Hey, um, if you're texting her often, like we need to have a family meeting about like rules and texting and all of that. And he's like, why, why do we have to do that? And I'm like, because we haven't done it yet because you're our first one and we haven't set it up yet (laughs) he's like "Uh." (laughs) like sorry like you're reaching these next steps and we have to pull back and say like okay hold on how are we going to handle this and and stuff like that so so that's kind of how we're leading the charge and saying like hey we really really don't want you to jump into a relationship because when you're in a relationship as far as, as far as I can tell, especially as a teen, when I was a teen, um, when you're in a relationship, that's when all these expectations happen. Well, we're holding hands, and now we're kissing, and then it just builds, and so that was, like, for me, it was, like, well, we can't have sex until we're married, so the next step is marriage, which is so mind-blowing to think that, like, a seventeen-year-old girl is like, "Well, we can't have sex, so we'll just date until we get married." It's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like there was so much more for you, young Jeanette. Uh, all of that to say, the Lord's been really, really sweet and kind in our marriage, where we have broken down some of those false thinkings and all of that. And and we've had we used to teach youth right after we got married because because <laughs> we were like too young to go into like the young adult, <laughs> so we taught youth. Um, and we had some teens come to us and say, like, we want to get married. I'm like, listen, I 100% think that marriage is awesome, but I would advise you to go do one year of college, do one year of college. Um, because I always tell people like, I would have been a phenomenal sorority sister. (laughs) Like I should have gone and spent one year in a dorm. I would have loved it. I would have been a great sorority girl, all of that. Um, it's probably like my only regret in all of that is I think I would have loved college even for a year. So that's one of our biggest things we say like hey try like don't break up you don't have to break up but like just just give yourself a little bit of time and then for our kids too um we are here in texas and college is a huge thing and we are not the college pushers but our kids want to be um, ezekiel our biggest wants to be a veterinarian so he's looking at vet school um a m and lsu which I'm like, uh, <laughs> so expensive. Um, and then our little guy Titus, he wants to be an animator for Pixar. So, so that because of the careers that they have in mind, college is a must for them. Um, and which I think is great. I think um, Jesse went to a couple years of college. I didn't. I haven't gone to any college. Um. Every, every fall, Jesse always says, okay, are you ready? Do you want to jump into class? Do you want to jump into classes? And I'm like, everything I need to learn, I learn on YouTube. So I'm good. Like, I'm all right right now. I probably need to do some business classes coming up. But again, courses on the internet are amazing.
0: Yeah, they, they really are. And, and, you know, you bring up a good debate, something that we're not going to dive into, but there is that yeah. A very strong debate on both sides of, you know, do I, do you go, do I go to college when I'm not a stellar student or school just isn't my thing or, you know, and, and invest all this money in college when I'm not going to enjoy it? I'm not going to excel at it. Or do I just go and get a job or go and master a trade and make money? instead of spending money and all come out ahead. You know, there's that whole debate. I think it's fascinating, but um, I love your perspective. And I think as a parent um, of a 20 year old and an 18 year old, like I'm in the throes (laughs) of all of this and we've raised our kids to be mindful of their faith and keep that right close to their heart always, but also to be respectful of others, respectful of their own space and bodies and to always, you know think before they act and yep. it's it's so much easier to tell them that for than for them to probably do it in the moment so mm-hmm. but i think you're doing the right thing um we all try to do the right thing right but yeah. having though that communication line i think is people who have children my daughter's age who's so much younger they'll say well how did you do it you how did you do such a good job with your boys and i'm like you know what we talked to them and you yeah. know the verdict's still out they're 18 and 20 they could still make really stupid decisions yeah. um you know that's that's part of life. And then they'll learn from them. Just like, you know, you've said, I've heard you say, you know, we did this, but we've learned from every step of the way and from all the mistakes we made along the way. So I think that's, those are really important messages because, and we can tie them into not only raising kids, but into business as well. It, it, so, you know, your kids are seeing, okay, you guys got married really young. You're the exception to the norm. Most marriages don't survive. Um, you know, my parents were the same way. My, my mother got pregnant with me at 17 and, and they got married and they had me and they stayed married until my father died. And was it always, you know, rainbows and unicorns? Heck no. But that the grit and the motivation to, to, to make it work, I think is, is very powerful. Are you looking for unique gifts for the special women in your life? Moms, sisters, friends? The second phase Etsy shop was created with gift giving in mind. Visit the shop to purchase beautiful note cards for every occasion that after your special someone reads the personal note from you, they can put the card in a simple frame to display in their home. A gift that keeps on giving. The second phase features my original art photography that I personally selected for you. Another great gift idea is a journal. These journals are beautifully crafted with sturdy covers with my fine art images on them. We created the pages lined on one side and blank on the other for those who like to doodle, write in free form, or draw as part of their journaling practice. At the second phase, we believe in creativity as a tool for living a purposeful and meaningful life and want to share our creations with you. Our products are great for teacher gifts, Mother's Day gifts, birthday gifts and just little happy gifts and inspiration. Are you feeling extravagant and want to treat yourself to some art? Check out our beautiful line of fine art prints. They help any room in your home feel special. To access the Etsy shop, visit my website, www.RobinGrahamPhotography.com forward slash shop, or you can go straight to Etsy and just search the second phase. But keep in mind, there are no spaces. The second phase is all together. We hope you enjoy the shop and all of the products we've created, especially for you. Okay, so now let's dive into your second phase because this all kind of started when you adopted your daughter and then you, from that point, then you got into podcasting. So I'd love to know how you transitioned from being a stay-at-home mom to becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business and starting a podcast because that's totally coming out of your shell.
1: (laughs) It is. It's so weird. And I still struggle a little bit with like seeing myself as an entrepreneur because it wasn't my title for so long. Uh, So Zoe came home in 2018, 15, 2015. And it I don't remember the first six months we were underwater with trauma and learning new bal- learning new rhythms and balance and teaching language to a little girl who had none and us learning a language that we knew baby signs and stuff like that. So the first six months are a real big blur. And then she went to school and started like learning and really growing and changing and blossoming. It was really cool. And so as she jumped into school, I just kind of found myself with idle hands, and I'm not great with idle hands, I don't think anybody is really great with idle hands, but um I just kind of, like, wanted something more, so I was really praying about it, and just kind of, just didn't know what was, what was the next step, like, I wasn't ready just to, like, go to the gym, and have lunch with my friends all day, like, I wanted to do something, and so I loved listening to podcasts, and I would find myself listening to podcasts, and answering, a- asking the next questions in my head, like, well, I would ask this, or I would, I would take the conversation this way, or, oh, I wish you would have said this, and so I was, like, hmm. so I told Jesse, kind of, like, I think I want to do something creative, like, I want to, I want to, I want to do something different, and um, he was, like, do it, let's go, and so why I told him, I was, like, I'm wrestling with the idea of starting a blog or a podcast, and he's, like, well, if you're going to start a podcast, you need to start a blog, like, you have to prepare people, so he, like, he jumps in, like, five steps down the road, he's, like, if you're going to do this, you need to establish yourself first, so I started a blog, and started writing, I love to write, and I've always wanted to write a book, and so I was like, okay, so we're just kind of, like, building on it, and, um, you know, I had to learn how to use social media for work, and not just for fun, so I took some courses, and took a blogging course, and just, like, kind of, like, put my head down, and, like, learn, like, it was basically, like, going to college for me, like, that was my college time, where where it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this course. I'm going to buy this course. I'm going to learn how to do this and just build my way up. And so I did. And then he bought me a microphone for Christmas one year. And then I sat down and I just learned how to use a microphone. I'm, I love conversations. So I knew that the interviewing part or the, or like the talking part wasn't going to be a problem. I tend to make friends everywhere. So I knew I'd be okay in that aspect. But um, it was learning how to record and learning how to edit. And learning how to put music in and and mix it all and and everything like that, so it was really like six months of of writing more, of um, recording myself, talking. Like I would read my blogs and then edit them. So it was just really just working on that. And then it was about two years ago in February that I did my first interview, and then I launched um, "It's Time for Coffee" in April of 2019. Nope, 2018. 2018. So yeah, it was just. It was, um, Zoe went to school, the boys were in school, and it was like, I had all this time in the day, and it was really just like, okay, I'm going to pour myself into this new endeavor, and it was podcasting, and it was learning and growing, and it was a lot of um, my, like, word for that year was courage. It was a lot of stepping out in courage and being like, okay, I have to send another email to another stranger asking them to spend time with me, like, so weird. Um, but it was really just like stepping out and being courageous and it was a hard year of building, but it was so much fun.
0: Oh, I love that because it, it is not easy to start something new and especially something that's foreign territory. And for me, I had had this on my heart and thinking about it for quite some time. And it wasn't until I have no idea how we connected on Instagram, but I all of a sudden I was like following you on Instagram and I'm seeing what you're putting out and everything. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well maybe this is it. And I reached out to you and you're like, Oh yeah. And then we just had one conversation and that was it. You were like, okay, well you've already done this. You've already done that. Let's go. And that's all we, that's all
1: it took. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes it's just having somebody believe in you and that's, that's who Jesse was for me. Jesse was like, okay, yeah, go do this. And that's what I try to be for others where it's like, okay, you've got a great idea now let's hone it in and let's let's figure out all of the back end. And, and a lot of the times it's like, okay, I can take care of all of this for you. All you have to do is this part. And so it's it's something that I didn't realize until you said that, but it really is. I just get to be the backer for people. I get to say like, yeah, I think you've got something here. Let's go. Let's do this.
0: Yeah. And it was, you kind of solidified my idea when I said, and I sort of bounced it off. I mean, my husband, obviously, and he's always my cheerleader and he's like, yeah, go for it, do it. You know, but he has no concept of what goes into any of this or, or anything, you know? So he's always like, yeah, go for it. You can do it. Cause he knows if I'm, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right. But with that being said, it was awesome to have somebody that's in this space say, I love that concept Mm-hmm. And so that really pushed me forward. Okay. So I want to ask you a few questions about podcasting since you are, to me, a podcasting expert. Um, because there we know that there are so many of them out there and they they are a great platform and so many people are starting them and you uh I listen to so many of them and I'll hear people say, Oh, I did one we did a hundred episodes. And then I stopped that one and I started a new one and you know, people are transitioning in and out of them and, and things and using them for business purposes. So I just want to dive in a little bit and ask you a few questions. And the first one is, um, like when you're starting out, what's one of the things you really have to think about? Like you have an idea, But how do you title it and what do you need to do to make sure that you have a title that nobody else has and all of that?
1: That's a really good question. And I think the first part of that is knowing who you're talking to. I'm a big fan of like having that, not necessarily niche audience, but like, like having an idea of the person you're talking to that way, they, whoever they are, they feel heard in that moment. Um, My tagline is that that people will listen and feel like they are heard, valued, and never alone, no matter what season of life you're in. I want people to plug in, you know, plug in their headphones and know that, like, I get them right where they are. And I do that by knowing who I'm talking to. So, and I think title-wise, you and I talked a lot about um, the SEO, like, making sure you were kind of searchable. So um, I just worked with a client, and they go by a very specific brand name, but she wasn't going to put that in her title. I was like, Hey, no, I, this has to be, you have to have this part of it because this is where people, this is, people are going to be like, Oh man, what's their podcast? And they're going to type your brand name in because that's who you, that's who, that's who you are. And that's so how they know them. Yeah. And so we, you know, we did it like blah, 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 by the brand name. I was like, that's, that makes sense. And so just being searchable, being, um, searchable and authentic, I think that's the biggest part, as people start podcasts, which is very, like, podcasting is the new blogging, it's so hip and hype right now, that people are all about it, and I think it's just about starting really strong, and, um, and, like, I think consistency is key, I think the, I think that answers most of that part, like, consistency, searchability, and knowing who your audience is,
0: Yeah. And that consistency for your personal brand across the same across all platforms. So whether it's your website or your, like you should be able to put your podcast. I think if you're trying to use it for your specific brand and business, that should be able to be consistent within your website and then cross over to your social media platforms. So you don't have to have multiple sites and multiple, you know, websites, multiple everything that ends up being 10 times the work. So keep it consistent across your brand. And then that's going to help with recognizability and memorable memorability. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So,
1: um,
0: how do you think podcasting can help grow a personal
1: brand? I think it's the, it's the no, like and trust. If people hear you every week and they know you, then they trust you, right? I mean, like, it just, so, so my podcast doesn't really have anything to do with my business, because I edit podcasts, and I talk about work a little bit here and there on my podcast, but my customers, my clients, they can go listen to my podcast, and they can be like, oh, this is the same internet that we get on our Zoom call, (laughs) like, basically, every Zoom call we've had has been, like, an interview, (laughs) like, I could record it and publish it, (laughs) so it's just, it's, it's the across the board, no, like, and trust. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I think, I think you're right. And it, and again, it comes back to that showing up consistently, you know, it's, it's so much easier when you have a podcast, you've got content that you can share on all your other platforms instead of trying to come up with, plat- with content for everything, every day, all the time.
1: And the beauty of podcasting, especially if you're like, and I love how you do your show, which is like, a really solid balance of you teaching in interviews. And so you are getting experts in their fields and in all of these different phases, speaking into everybody's life. Like it, it has been so helpful for me to listen and be like, Oh my gosh, this person pivoted so well. Like I can't believe they did that. That's so neat. Um, and then you're teaching. So I think you're showing up consistently in teaching and in, and in, in sharing stories. And I think that that's just, um, it's just that consistency. Yeah, like just like you said. Yeah. It
0: and it's consistency isn't something that's easy or comes naturally. So I think when you when you do have a podcast, I think that definitely helps bring out some of your personal brand and grow the no like and trust factor. Yeah. And then um what do you need to begin a podcast?
1: Equipment wise, I think you need a good microphone. Um What do you need? I think you, other than that, I think you need a solid idea. I think you need a schedule (laughs) and a good to do list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which that's Um, like my favorite thing in the world is a to do list.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think, I think you just need, I think you need a good idea. And it doesn't have to be something brand new or just completely innovative. It's just like, okay, like you said, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do interviews and I'm going to teach. And I think that's great. And you, and you balance that so well for me, it was my idea is I'm going to sit down with people and have coffee. I just want to like sit down and have a cup of coffee. And that's when you get to know somebody when you're, when you're just like, Hey, let's, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's just sit down and hang out. Like, that's what I want my show to feel like. And that was my, that was, it's not like this. Like I said, it's not like this brand new. Nobody's ever thought of it. It's like, this is my idea. This is how I'm going to make it work to-do
0: list. <laughs> and your, your podcast, if anybody hasn't listened to her podcast, it's time for coffee. It is just that she's literally sitting down with someone. The first question is what's in your cup. And they, and sometimes you've recorded in the evening. And so there's wine in the cup yeah. instead of yeah. <laughs> coffee yeah. or tea, but um, <laughs> it's, yeah. Right. But it's, it's really fun and it, it is very conversational and she does um, segments or, Oh, what do you, what do you call them? Um, like you just did the one on, what are you reading?
1: Oh, series. Yeah. I just series, started the, the series, series. Yeah. yeah. So my
0: brain wasn't working, but yeah.
1: i really so enjoyed anyway. doing that. And it was just, yeah, it was just kind of a new, like I kind of said in the, in a, an episode a few months ago, I was like, I was kind of getting bored with just how the interviews were going. And it was almost two years in where we just hit a hundred episodes this week when we we're recording. So, it was just kind of like I was getting stale with my interviewing and I was like, okay, I have to switch this up for me. If I'm getting bored, then I'm afraid my listeners are getting bored. And so, I just tried to switch it before they got bored. <laughs> so, it's interesting yeah. now, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they
0: are a lot of fun. Okay, I have what another question for you. Do you have a book recommendation for the listeners? Either business or personal, but something that really just lit you up.
1: I love to read so much. And Let's see. Business wise, my friend Kate Krakow just came out with a book called "Thinking Like a Boss," and it's so good. And it's uncovering and overcoming the lies that hold us back from success. So good. She's such oh, a that's... great storyteller. Uh, she's a psychologist, so she talks about it from like the mental aspect. It's it's phenomenal, and it's I think it's really going to be a game changer for women like me who struggle believing like. Well, I'm not really an entrepreneur because I was a mom for so long. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really, really great. I am reading a book called Royals in America, Royals of America. It's basically it's a novel all about if President Washington would have become King Washington instead of making the United States a democracy, but making a oh, monarchy instead.
0: I have to read. Kind that. of
1: like. It's kind of like a love story. Like, you can tell it's going to be a little bit YA, but it's, like, so cool because they're talking about, like, America as America, but as a kingdom instead of the state.
0: Oh, I love historical fiction. I'll have to read that because that's, like, right up my alley.
1: Yeah, and it's set in present day, so it's talking all about um, the next, so it's the going, she's going to be the first queen of America. And she's like finding a husband, so it's gonna be like a cute love story. But like the setup of it's really interesting. Like it's been been really cool, and they still like Disneyland is still a part of the king, the kingdom. It's just really neat. Like I, that sounds cute. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a really (laughs) cute read. I'm excited about it.
0: Oh, that's cute. And then, do you have a
1: favorite quote? My favorite quote is from the movie "We Bought a Zoo," and it is. All you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. I promise you, it'll change everything. Oh, I love that. So good. It's like, it's what I lived by the year I started my podcast. I'd be like, okay, okay, send this email. 20 seconds of insane courage. You can do it. Oh, I love it.
0: Well, on that note, I think we're going to call it a wrap because (laughs) that was... Awesome. I love that quote. And I'm so thankful you were here today. I actually could go on and on and on and ask you a million other questions because I think being so young and being an now being an entrepreneur, but like imposter syndrome and all those things, I'm sure we could talk for hours about, you know, all of these things that we've both experienced, but from two different yeah. perspectives. So I think that we'll probably have to have you back on.
1: I would love to be back on Robin. Thank you so much. Thank you for trusting me with your show. Thank you for being my friend. Thanks for letting me tell my story.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it. I'm so thrilled you were here. Listeners, please find Jeanette on, well, first of all, find her podcast, which is it's time for coffee. And then Jeanette, will you please tell them where to find you so that they can follow you and get to know more
1: about you? Yeah. The best place to find me is at Jeanette Tapley on Instagram, where I spend way too much time. (laughs) As we all do.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Jeanette. And That's a wrap friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.